0: Hi, I'm Cam McComble. Each week, find out what's going on in the world of V8 supercars with the V8 Insiders.
1: It's your weekly
2: dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now, here's your host, Craig Revell. With car launches and driver announcements all last week, there was too much for a regular V8 Insiders. So thanks for joining us on V8 Insiders Extra.
1: You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine. Dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number
3: one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Craig Louns, Which tweet. Find out what's going on in the world of V8 Supercars with V8 Insiders.
2: Before we hear from Will Davison and the new voice of V8 Supercar Racing, Chris Jewell, I thought we'd take a chance to hear from former series champion Marcus Ambrose, who is getting ready for a first season of full-time competition in the NASCAR Sprint Cup. And Ambrose says he has to prove himself to the regular Sprint Cup drivers.
0: For me, the jewels is about proving myself to the guys around me on the track, Show them that I'm sensible, smart and can, can draft and, and be a partner with them out there. And also, the second part of what I'm, I'm gonna go out there, I'm just gonna try and get some confidence and, and really get comfortable running, you know, in, in a cup pack at that time. Because it will be very different to what I'm used to. The nationwide car, um, you know, runs at different speeds and, and handles differently. So I'm going to have to adjust myself to all that when I get there. For Ambrose, he's hoping that
2: he can get enough time to prepare his car for the Daytona 500 in just two weeks' time.
0: That's really my focus uh, right now is just to stay calm and and let it all come to me as the week progresses. I feel like, uh, you know, I've I've got a great ride, a great seat, great sponsors. Um, Everything's just perfect, except I just don't quite have the seat time for myself to feel like I'm... I'm comfortable and confident yet, so uh, you know, hopefully I'll have enough work. At daytime in practice to get myself ready.
2: Ambrose knows that out there in Spring Cup land, there's nowhere to hide for the former V8 Supercar champion.
0: It's been a wild ride for me and, and I'm learning every day. Uh, but at the same time, now I'm at this Cup level, there's nowhere to hide. I mean, you have to basically be on your game.
2: Paul Morris has once again let a salvo rip in V8 Supercar land, saying the modern crop of drivers is far too boring for them to be personalities. We'll see if we can't get some personalities on the V8 Insiders over the next 12 months. And that's the news on this V8 Insiders Extra edition. After the break, Will Davison will be along, along with Chris Jewell. I hope you'll stay with us. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders.
1: Hi, I'm Jack Perkins from Perkins
2: Motorsport,
3: and you're listening to the V8 Insiders.
4: Well, perhaps it was the worst secret in uh-huh. Australian motorsport, but Will Davison is now officially the driver of the Toll Holden Racing Team. Congratulations on the move back to the Melbourne-based team.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah, thanks, Craig. It's, um,
5: no, it's a fantastic <laughs> feeling today. It was, uh, you know, uh, yeah... You could say it was a worst-kept secret, but uh, you know these things take a bit of time, and um, yeah, it was good to just finally get it out in the air today, so I can just move on with the business side of things. And uh, it was a, a you know a massive honour today, I must say, putting the uh, red shirt on and and seeing the uh, reception from everyone at Holden, and that it was uh, it was a bit overwhelming.
4: It's interesting to see that uh, you've already won races, you've won uh, things in the V8 Supercar series. The move to Toll, though, it's not. Good if you do it. It's expected to be done now.
5: Yep, yep. No, instead of uh, you know, my world changes a little bit, and uh, you know, I climbed a, a steady ladder at DJR, and it was it was fantastic to to win a couple of races last year, and uh, you know they're a good team, and uh, but you know to win a championship, um, there's only a few places capable, you know, I think to do that, and to get an opportunity to drive at HRT really is a dream come true. Um, it's something I've strived for my, my whole career um so now yeah now it just begins you know the expectations are extremely high from the team but also for myself you know you get to this time in your career and uh you know you've got to really uh, aim high
4: for the change are you moving back to melbourne now
5: yes yep just just in the uh the process of moving now back down south so um so, yeah, no, that'll be fine. We should be, should be all settled in very soon, and, uh, you know, you want to be as close as you can to the factory because uh, it obviously is a settling-in process, so I just want to uh, spend massive amounts of time at the factory getting to know everyone um, before Clipsal and um, just make that settling-in process as, as short as possible. But uh, I'm a Melbourne boy originally, so it's coming home, really.
4: And uh, all in all, what goals do you set yourself now for 2009? Are you now saying, I want to win the championship?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, really, it's my fourth season now. I finished fifth last year and won two races. So naturally, um, you, know, I've, you know, I'm going to set myself um, pretty high goals. I'm not really going to put an exact um, number next to it. But, uh, you know, when you're at HRT, um, there's, you, know, you know, they've got uh, pretty high expectations. They've got fantastic resources, um, fantastic team and very quick cars. Um, and now it's up to me to, to settle in as quick as possible and, and just work with Garth and work with all the team and, and really just try to bring the team forward to make sure the team wins the championship. And, uh, you know, naturally I want to be right up there winning races as well. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, am you know, my whole goal in my career is to win the championship and, you know, I'm very confident that I'm in a place now where I'll be able to do that. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to, uh, get in there, give it everything and, uh, see how I settle in.
4: Well, we wish you all the very best because it's not too long now before you get that uh, opening run, as it were, in the uh, test session and then, of course, off to Clipsall.
5: Yeah, counting down the days, Craig, it's, um, you know, it's a bit of a long off-season and I uh, was just sitting in the car and it's pretty exciting. It feels good. It's a nice fit. So um, you just can't wait to get in and get a couple of test days under our belt before Clipsall and uh, just start getting stuck into driving the red weapon.
4: <laughs> and I guess the other thing is, Last year you were serenading goodbye to Scathe on this show. Hopefully yeah. it's, uh, it's about 10 or 15 years before anyone does that to you.
5: <laughs> yep, that's right. And, uh, you know, hopefully I've uh, achieved half of what he has as well. So, uh, um, exactly. you know, I think, I think I've got some good years ahead of
4: me. Bro. Well, we wish you all the best for that. <laughs> Thanks very much.
2: To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more.
1: You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine. Dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars.
2: Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.
4: Well, Chris Jewell, after uh, managing race teams for the last few years, you've uh, gone back to your old profession of commentating races, and you will be the new V8 supercar course commentator. Congratulations. Yeah,
6: thanks. I thought you were going to say I've gone back to selling jeans as one of my first part-time jobs back in the 70s, but obviously you didn't get the full history.
4: Well, hopefully you don't have to go that far back.
6: <laughs> no I'm looking forward to it it's um, a bit of unfinished business for myself I um, had wanted to try and pursue a career in I guess commentary in a wider scale prior to uh, recommencing my role with Jason back in 2004 and post the sort of Greg Murphy Tasman Motorsport days but obviously becomes a bit of a conflict of interest when you're talking about the sport that you're working actively in and on the the receiving end of the payroll so with Jason's change in business and um, I guess a dilution of activities uh, at Brightech, I had to start thinking about what the future might be for me. I've spent the last six months looking after everybody else's welfare and now I've got to look after mine.
4: Are you still going to be involved in any way, shape or form at, of BryTech? The plan
6: at this point is to just try and close out what has to happen up to the commencement of Jason's formalised relationship with SBR as far as the alignment goes. Um, I have no expectation of a longer-term active role. But as a mate and I guess as a former you know, business partner and having spent something like you know, 9 or 10 of the last 15 years with Jason, I'd, I wouldn't want to be too far away from what's required to be done if he has a need for me to do it. But I'd, I'd rather make the decision definitively as we get closer to the end of February and the start of March. But I'd say that it's unlikely that I'll have an active role to play uh, with Brightek. But there may be a little bit of a... Um, a crossover period before we get you know, everything absolutely completed the way it needs to be completed for him to move on. Mm.
4: Now, of course, commentary is a thankless business. They always tell you what you did wrong, not so often perhaps tell you what you're doing right. Look, we're all armchair
6: experts, aren't we? I mean, I pick the eyes out of every commentary that I ever see and uh, and ever listen to, and it's very easy to do it from the armchair. I've, you know, I've done enough of it before to know some of the challenges you face, and um, you know, I'm hoping to be able to bring a new spin to it, and obviously if I'm ever looking for some padding time, I've seen enough of V8 Supercar up close and personal in a number of different ways that I should be able to find something to talk about, but... Um, you know, I think that the, the whole sport's grown in its level of professionalism and the sport uh, is actually conveyed to people in a much better way via the internet and, uh, and also the the super screens that are actually at venue. There's many more of those now. In fact, I think every event we go to has some form of uh, beam footage to the, um, to the participating live audience. So hand in hand with that, I'm hoping to bring a bit of a different um, angle and a bit of a different
4: perspective to what it is that we uh, will be talking about race by race. Have you... Uh sat down with uh, Murray and the team in uh, Ved Supercard Television, who do manage the uh, the event, I guess, as it is uh, commentary-wise, and been given a brief on where they want to make some changes? Yeah, look,
6: Murray's given me a pretty good brief, and we're yet to sit down and, uh, and formally discuss via, I guess, a production mentality how that actually beams to air, ensuring that we cater for all the other things that are required. But... Um, yeah, look, there's a fair bit of scope there, and obviously there's the, the live-to-air commentary of uh, of all sessions, including the main game and the development series, and then there's the subsequent uh, media conferences that are aired across the internet, but as far as definitive specifics, I guess that changes event by event, and it changes based on circumstance and, and the length of the event, so... Uh, I think he's pretty confident. I've got a good feel for it. But as far as getting down to absolute finite elements of what we're going to be um, trying to convey to people, no, we haven't done that yet. And there's certainly enough time to do that prior to the first event at the Clipsal 500.
4: So between now and then, a couple of videos out and uh, a few practices. Yeah,
6: maybe I'll do a bit of a few dummy calls and a little bit of fake shoot to camera and all that sort of stuff. But. Um, yeah, maybe blow a few of the cobwebs out of the system um, so that I'm pretty sharp when we actually do head to South Australia in the third week of March.
4: Well, it is going to be a, uh, a big event for the, to start off a commentary career, the Clipsaw 500. Uh, will you be involved at all with the uh, fan days slash test days at Winton and Queensland Raceway?
6: Certainly from a participatory point of view, I'll be going to at least Winton, and I am hoping to be able to do both. And I, that will probably coincide with, I guess, a chance to sit down and, and have a, a last-minute chat to, uh, to the guys at VH Supercar TV about some of the other expectations, requirements, and ideas. So, um, yeah, look, we'll be certainly well-briefed uh, before we actually get there. And um, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's a very different season ahead, and the Clipsal 500 throws up every conceivable permutation. The trick for me is to be able to identify those, and at the same time... Uh, Talk about uh, exactly what that really means to the uh, to the on track activity because I'm sure there's going to be 29 t- tails of wire at the end of the weekend and only one person atop the podium. The trick
4: is to try and capture that as it's happening. Well, we wish you all the very best for it and uh, look forward to catching up with you throughout the season. Yeah, that'll be great.
1: Thanks for that. You've
4: taken the V8 to the
1: races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X magazine. V8X magazine dedicated to just one thing: V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage, out now.
3: Hi, I'm Dean Canto. You're listening to V8 Insiders. <laughs>
2: And finally on this week's White Flag Lap, we catch up with Stephen Richards. In an interview we did with him at Oram Park last year, we started by asking him what did he think of his season 2008.
3: Um, could have been better, uh-huh, that's, uh, when, you, when you finish eighth, clearly there's seven other blokes in front of you that did a better job, so um, uh, yeah, look, we, we had some, some highlights, pole position, a round win and podium, so that was, that was pretty good. What are you going to be concentrating now on to get you those seven positions in 2009? I'm going to go and have a holiday, mate. That's what I'm going to do first up. Um, and then obviously, obviously we've got a lot lot to look forward to. Um, new FGs coming out next year and, um, you know, it's all about qualifying, mate. You qualify well, you'll, you'll go good. And that's one of the drawbacks
2: on the way the cars have developed, isn't it? You don't have that opportunity to do as much
3: Passing and racing, as it is uh, such a setback if you can't get near the front. No, look, that's always been the case with this category. If you if you um, if you're qualifying behind, you know, if your average qualifying position is behind the guy that's continually qualifying ahead of you, then you're not going to win the thing. That's that's the fact of the matter. So, well, lot, lots of things to look forward to next year, as I said. And um, you know, we FPR have had a had a great year. It's sort of um, been our best year ever, and yeah, you know, we just got to concentrate now move forward and um look forward to to uh, march 2009 uh, i guess a shorter season's probably not going to be uh, too disappointed by one <laughs> s richards oh look I, I i love driving i love love racing the cars i you know the, the more we're in them the better um but yeah the, at, right right now at this point of time looking to, looking forward to a bit of a holiday finally uh oran park it
2: Probably the best race I saw of yours wasn't in a V8 supercar, it was at night with
3: you and John Faulkner just banging panels around the uh, South Circus, what, what about your memories of this place? Oh, it's, it's been, I've got some great memories, I won the Formula 4 championship here in 1994, um, and I've had places here, um, podiums, you know, you know, lot, lots of very good memories, a great, great little layout and it's going to be a shame to see it go.
2: My thanks to Stephen Richards, Will Davison, and also Chris Jewell. Thanks for joining us on this V8 Insiders Extra Edition. As the chequered flag waves, keep smiling, and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8
0: Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.